0: so um Um, welcome to oh brother not another podcast we are an official apple podcast and wherever else you find sketchy podcasts and my name is migs burrows and i'm trace
1: burrows and if you like today's podcast please uh write a review and tell your friends about it today we have barry katz who is an Emmy and Grammy nominated TV film, record producer, talent manager. He's like the, the epicenter of all things comedy. He's launched the careers of Dave Chappelle, dozens of comics, Bill Burr, Mark Maron, Whitney Cummings, it goes on and on and on the list of people that he's helped uh, producing films, um, television shows, creating television shows. And, um, I I did my toes in the world of comedy twenty-five <laughs> years ago. I was an animator and I, I did animation for um Howard Stern and Margaret Cho, Showtime, and um had a show developed in HBO and and I was always looking for names of people in the comedy business that I could send my brochure to brochure to, to say like, hey, hire me. And you probably got something from me 25 years ago, but um <laughs> I don't expect you to remember. But but uh but always, and your name was always there. You know, it was always whatever thing I would show or comedian I was trying to
2: contact. Your your name always came up. Um, I feel a little bit sad because now you're living in Migg's basement. So it just doesn't really. <laughs> doesn't really it's either the basement or the attic. I actually, I'm in
1: Christopher Walken's house that he rents out.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, he lives
0: but, in Christopher Walken's house, actually. yeah.
2: Now, are Chris, uh, uh, are Christopher and George Ann still together? Yeah, they're still together. They're yeah. his
0: landlords. Yeah,
1: and they're my landlords. Is, I mean, is, they didn't. If they, they're not together, they didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see them very often. In the beginning, when I first rented here, where is that? And uh, I'm in Redding, Connecticut, though they live in Wilton. Yeah,
2: they 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 have a house in Redding, Connecticut. They have
1: three. There's a little. There's like a little. Uh, cul-de-sac and there's three
2: why redding connecticut what am i missing <laughs>
1: i don't know i think you know some property was
0: cheap probably they bought up like cottages you know, we have to
1: invest in property and the guy said well there's a property up in redding and and you know they bought it and it, i think they've owned it for at least 25 years and i remember when, mm-hmm. when he was trying to convinced me to rent this because I looked at a lot of she wouldn't tell me the realtor it's a celebrity owns it but I can't tell you who it is but um when when rhymes with stalking <laughs> yeah. Georgianne tried to sell me on this she said uh uh Robert De Niro slept here like George Washington slept here yeah. And um, that didn't sell at me. I was was already like the place.
2: I remember that I was driving through there. There there was some kind of weird, famous, bizarre statue with a horse and somebody on it. I can't remember what it was. Well, we had way
0: back in the 80s, we had the Treehouse Comedy Club. Jay Leno, Jerry Seinfeld, before anybody knew who the hell they were. And I was at those shows. And it was like, oh, let's go to the Treehouse and see what Brad Brad Axelrod ran it.
2: Were you aware of the treehouse? Yeah, time? Brad Axelrod. Uh, we had very, knew him very well, Brad oh, Axel. Uh, and he had like these comedians that were like house comedians uh, Billy Wynn and Earl Reed. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. We saw
0: them. Uh, yeah. Wow. And and it was so great because now we all look, That's you
2: know, crazy. we That's crazy.
0: We can all brag and say, hey, I saw Jerry Seinfeld
2: when nobody knew who the hell he was. But, um, and now I can say that I saw the two uh, Burroughs brothers, one in <laughs> a nice house and one in the attic, of uh, Georgianne Watkins Walken's uh, next film she's casting. And uh, I can say I once knew these guys because, <laughs> before we all passed away. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, actually, right. it's
0: kind of relevant to opinion. that, <laughs> I visited Tra- Trace lived in Los Angeles in, 19- in the 80s, for a while and I went out to visit him and he took me to the comedy store and we saw on the bill was Robin Williams and Richard Pryor and this guy called Jeff Altman. Jeff Altman blew them all away. He was the funniest. So do you have any stories about Jeff? What happened to Jeff Altman?
2: Jeff Altman was a technician. So he would just, he, he was just so, flawless with the timing and yeah. the and the way the stories where I remember one of my favorite bits of his because he would always do clean comedy but it would have innuendo and one of my favorite <laughs> things was is like you know he's talking about how he was cooking this piece of meat and how you like how you rub it down how you <laughs> yeah. it, how you slap it how you turn it over and then, then after i finally made the meal i had to smoke a cigarette <laughs> yeah,
1: right. my favorite things of his that I stuck in my head is when he, he imitated um jack ruby shooting lee harvey oswald <laughs> yeah. in his stomach <laughs> do you remember oh, Yeah. He, he did
0: the slow motion
1: thing he did yeah. this thing in his face yeah. and it was just like you know just for some reason it was hilarious you know? but
0: is is well, he still around like, is he still i mean he you know see him yeah
2: so how many times has Georgian walk and Christopher been a guest on your podcast? Um, they, uh,
1: they, they, they I didn't ask Georgian, but through Christopher's agent, she, she said, um, we, he passes.
2: Well, I'm glad I made the cut. Uh, I'm glad. I- <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm your 69th choice. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. The, the Burrows in the Attic podcast. It's yeah,
0: but it. you're really, you know, some of our guests are just, you know, they maybe have names, but there's, uh, we're really interested. We love comedy. I mean,
2: Trace was in comedy, drove funny stuff. and You two even- are fascinating people. It's like, you know, really, like, Mig, you're like a, you're like a Harvard professor, and <laughs> Trace, you're like you sweep the streets on Harvard Avenue. I mean, there's just some... <laughs> Goodwill hunting, right? There's something <laughs> yeah. different about both Not of them. Not too far off with that. It's like, it's like rich man, poor man here. What happened?
0: <laughs> so, uh, well, so another name I want to bring up, but she's a friend of mine in a weird way because I'm i I'm an artist and she bought one of my pieces and I didn't know who she was, and then we connected. Talking are about you, a
2: gun. What are you, your pieces? What are you? Oh, well, I'm an artist.
0: I did a yeah, visual a photographer. Anyway, his name is Ali Breen. Have you ever heard of Ali Breen, the comedian? I,
2: I love Ali Breen. I mean, she's the nicest person and so funny. So this is what this is what I feel there about certain artists, you know. And 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 Ali suffers from this. Okay, so first of all, this is what she doesn't suffer from. She plays well with others. Mm, yeah, I see. She knows how to navigate between men and women in the business and still find a way to always be a great hang. Mm-hmm. She goes on the gigs with you. Everybody loves her. Yeah. When she does the shows, she does a serviceable job where people leave the room and they're happy. And this is what every single artist has to learn, whether it's you and your artwork or anything, whatever it is, your whole audience listening or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. whatever you're trying to do, like, let's just say like you as an artist and you're selling your pieces or Allie is a comedian and she's trying to get people who have money and who are in power to hire her. So what you have to pretend is, is that you have to reverse roles. So, and this is what a lot of artists don't do. So what Allie needs to do, what she doesn't do is she doesn't pretend that she's the club owner, let's say or she's the network executive or she's the television project or whatever it is that has fuck you money. It's like, she's the owner of whatever, let's just say it's a comedy club. Mm. It's the best comedy club in the country. She has to pretend she's the owner. She, no, no one tells her who she books. No one has influence on her. There's a line of comedians out the door. And what is it about somebody that's going to say to her, wow, that act took my breath away. I have to book that person. I have to book that person. Mm. And if you become that person who takes the person's breath away, who has fuck you, money, then you become valuable to a person who has more value than you. So like with your pieces that you do, when you make a piece, and Ali Breen sees it, she has to have that. She wants, she looks at it. She's like, I I, I have to have this piece. Mm. I have to have this. And that's why you're successful is because, you know, either something that happens where people, it adds value to people or, or, or it creates the illusion that there's value. Bill Burr or women like keep regenerating and doing new stuff and, and don't have the fear of throwing stuff away and starting new and creating something different or, as an, or, or if they want to become an actor getting up every morning at six o'clock in the morning and putting themselves on tape reading a scene themselves and then when they go to bed that night taking another scene and working on it for the next day even though they don't have the auditions it's like training, training for yeah. that day. And I just Triathlon. want to say one, just want to say one last thing, like, because I think this is relevant. <clears throat> you might hang up on me violently. No, late. no. That's so little... about like about a month ago or six weeks ago, I think the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were like, no. I don't know, they were like ten and three or something like that and they played New Orleans who was like you know 7 and 7 or something like that they were you know ravaged by injuries New Orleans goes into Tampa Bay and they beat Tampa Bay Tampa Bay with Tom Brady the greatest player of all time doesn't score a point in the game <laughs> right. now what that means for your audience is that Miggs Trace and myself could have gotten on that field with 53 caskets (laughs) and we would have scored as many points as Tom Brady did. They scored as many points as a dead person. As a cemetery. As a cemetery. (laughs) Greatest team, the Super Bowl team, the greatest quarterback of all time, nothing. So everybody's capable Mm. of laying an egg. But the point being is that what we don't see about Tom Brady throughout the years is the hours and hours and hours he spends away from the camera, away from game day, training for that day when the money's on the line. And how many times have you heard this in your life in sports, but it's the same in entertainment. It's the same in everything. Yeah, It's like great artists, great athletes make great plays or make great moments when the money's on the line. And that's the way it is. You know, Chris Farley, a wrecking ball of joy, as Jim would say. Mm -hmm. Even people who are troubled, like Andy Dick, every time the red light goes on, the guy's magic. But not just that. Denzel Washington, every movie you see, everything is there. And so Ali is wonderful, but you have to break through the clutter by doing things that take people's breath away. Fuck people up. Like You just can't not hire Ali Breen. You cannot not put her in that television series you cannot not hire her for that movie but most artists don't treat it like you're tr- you're reversing the roles and you're the person you're trying to impress you know how many times you've seen somebody say this to you like in, in any part of life they'll say like uh you'll say uh you know uh uh let's say um uh, some one of your friends is like uh, um, doing a, a concert. Let's say they're doing a musical concert or whatever, and and you couldn't go. And they say, "How was it?" And they say, "It was okay. It was it was it was good." Yeah, like how many times you see somebody go see Chappelle and do a concert, and how was it? Yeah, it was okay. It <laughs> never. You. It was good. <laughs> you know, you never hear that. It's like you, and that's. In order to rise in any business, look, this podcast, there could be one person that listens to it. Or there could be be millions. But the point is, is that chances are, if there are a lot of people listening, it's because you're doing something that's valuable. You're doing something that takes people's breath away. And if they're not listening, then you're doing something wrong. And you're and you're not doing a job that takes people's breath away, and yeah. that's just the way it is.
0: But it, and that but it, it does take time. I mean, you know, even uh... no, it doesn't take time, Mig. Sometimes it doesn't take time. Well, Brady, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, Br- Br- Brady was wasn't the first draft pick. I mean, you know, it doesn't. It's not always yeah, magic. I'm
2: just, I'm just saying sometimes yeah. it doesn't take time. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he was a he was like a. He was like the last, whatever, the fifth round pick, and he got in the. You know, he was like had been in the league for two years. He won a Super Bowl. It does not take time to for some people. Yeah. Other people, it takes time. But what yes. I'm saying is, is that there's no, there is no time limit. You can be Lewis Black and make it at 55. Rodney, <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield at 48, or. You can be Gerard Carmichael and come into town and at 19, you're on a sitcom. You know, it doesn't, there's no rules to when you die. Hmm. There's no rules to what family you're born into. And there's no rules of who makes it before somebody else or whatever. Joe Rogan, I started with, I started with Joe Rogan. I started, you know, when he did comedy in Boston you know, it takes fucking time for some people. And people say, oh, Joe Rogan, it's an overnight sensation. What are you fucking kidding me? This guy, this yeah. guy's been killing himself forever, you know, and, and, and what happens when you kill yourself forever and you get big and things go great, then people start trying to fuck with you. But as Bill Cosby used to say before the medicine, he gave him <laughs> He used to say that if people are talking bad about you, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. He said, you talking bad about you. What? What was the end you're of You're doing
0: that? something wrong.
2: Right? Oh. You're doing something wrong. If they're not talking bad about you, you're doing something wrong. The problem with him is when they were talking bad about him, he was doing something wrong. <laughs>
0: he had it both ways. But then, then there's a, a Pete Davidson who just came out of the womb, just killing everybody. You know, I mean, it's, how does that happen? You
2: know, he just was well, gifted. You know, is that... This is the gift that Pete Davidson has, uh, you know, which whether you call it a gift or not. But there's certain artists when life f- fucks you mm. and life fucks your family forever. You know, you don't give a shit. You don't care. You don't have, you don't care if Lauren Michaels likes you or he doesn't like you. You don't care if people think you're funny or you're not funny. You don't, you're not afraid to take risks. Your dad fucking died when a plane went in the yeah. building. Like, what, what do you care? What do I care? Whether you laugh at me <laughs> yeah. or not. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you have, you're, 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 you're working without a net gladly. Mm. Yeah. Who's a better trapeze artist doing the same triple somersault? The same triple somersault. Is it, is it the one that performs without the net or the one with the net? Who's better?
0: Yeah. The one that
2: performs without the net. Because if they don't do it
0: right- It doesn't matter. (laughs) Fascinating, you're right. They have nothing to lose, right? I mean, if
1: if they do the triple thing better, uh, it's scarier. They don't have a net, but if if they know how to, they're yeah. just better.
2: It's fast, whirling it,
1: around up there.
2: Yeah. So Pete Davidson, it happened early, but so did the hole that was blown through him. Yeah, yeah. So Pete is like, I, I, I you know, Pete isn't here and next to me, and I, I don't, you know, I don't know Pete like other people know Pete. So I'm just presuming, but Pete, you know, Pete knows he could die tomorrow, you know, and he doesn't give a fuck. You know, Pete knows he could live for 50 years. He doesn't give a fuck. He knows that he can do something successful and he can. He knows he can have any woman he wants and he doesn't even necessarily always understand why. You know, it's like, you know, it's like he's living like a death wish. And people love that thing, that, that edge where it's like, God, this guy is like, this is like a car accident that I'm watching happening in slow motion. But wait a second, the car didn't get in an accident. Wow, it's driving smoothly. Oh, there it a Oh, wow. Look at how it navigated that turn. And you know and he's just you know it's what I love ab- about uh, artists like that who just have such a great um, affinity for risk
1: If you ask me, I'd say he's the funniest
2: and it's close. There's so many funny hey, people. Trace, I it, Trace, it's fairness, nobody asked you anything right now. We'll talk to the MIG now. So uh, we're I'm joking. I'll start, no, I'll I, start I, my I, own
1: podcast.
2: Oh, no, you're perfect. You're perfect. I, I just I, At the end of this, I'm going to see you walk down the stairs to the next level. It's going to be perfect. I love this. I should give
1: you a tour of the house. I just <laughs> want you to
2: play the guitar. I want to meet Georgian walk. And this is probably a palatial mansion. And and me, you probably live in a studio apartment that just looks nice.
0: Oh, oh yeah, he's in the little bungalow above, you know. He has a peephole in the Georgiana's bedroom, actually.
2: Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Far, you are talking about Farley. Uh, you know always no, say I
1: think I'm just putting my two cents and yeah. I Farley. Farley is just like so over the top there's something about his energy so over the top for me it's better to me it's funny yeah. Robin Williams or any of those and even though we're or, always had a lot of talent if, and if I fire, were if,
2: it cracked me if, up I, completely. if I were owned the sprinter van business I would do a deal with his estate and just you know <laughs> yeah have, no, you'll he's be like at a man down by the river, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the
0: pulling be, up the belt. You know the I mean, then, and and it's like watching a it, with his motions with his hands yeah. and his, like, his whole body. I mean, it's like it, so. It, it's like, like you, watching a smoldering volcano, and you're wondering, <laughs> is this ever? Get, is this going to erupt? And
2: if I if, am I in the way? I mean, this is like what's great about the. was great about the first sketch was that it was Christina Applegate and david spade oh and they cracked up and, completely uh, and phil Hartman and yeah. oh i'm going blank on the uh, here yeah the, the woman who played the mom but uh, that's horrible of me so yeah, so yeah, sorry. So it might have been lorraine oh. newman maybe i don't know oh no that's I'm too far back, back. Yeah, but yeah. they were just laughing so hard yeah and, um yeah. awesome
0: awesome, so, awesome
2: were you ever did you ever do stand-up yourself i did i did stand up uh um for a number of years until i realized that um uh i wanted to do a podcast oh brother (laughs) high aspirations
0: and your dreams came true you gotta aim high you know that's the that's the secret aim high No, where did you did you do like did you do the circuit or comedy store or the?
2: No, I, was, I was in Boston at the time, and I ran a lot of comedy clubs there, and um, oh. I hosted a lot of shows in New York City at the Boston Comedy Club, and then you so know you like,
1: call a club in New York the Boston Comedy Club. Well,
2: I was on crack straight.
1: <laughs>
0: Is that where you, you met know, Mark uh, Maron? Mark Maron started in Boston, right? Pretty much.
2: I started, but Mark Maron, I probably got his first, got several different breaks in his career. I, I was a uh, oh. talent in mine. I, I love uh, Mark. I gave him his first stage time. And uh, wow. uh, he's a wonderful, uh, wonderful talent and a great actor now. As oh, so yeah, many yeah I see
1: Great, like a uh, joker. He's the producer of that sort of Johnny Carter carson-esque show and perfect i mean great you know i've seen him in a few parts in movies it's, it's just the you right
2: when you well, this is one of the greatest things about being in this business is like you know seeing people do extraordinary roles on film and television some might be small some large and you know i don't even remember all the roles but if you look up scenes from like uh gabriel iglesias did some uh, a movie that was really mm. wonderful you look up some scenes from louis ck's uh television oh, show you look up ray romano and awesome. vinyl or the big sick or the irishman or or even andrew dice clay and um, um the star is born you know it's really you know it's really wonderful to see i'm missing a lot of actors but you know from buddy hackett days when he used to act and things to robin williams you know yeah uh you know goodwill hunting and of course dead poets society you know comedians you know a lot of people don't understand this they they think that um they think that drama's harder than comedy to act in but it's not uh you know everybody always says that comedy's harder but when you can do both and you can kind of like you know marin that you kind of a little bit of comedy a little bit of drama it's really impressive even chappelle in a star is born that little Mm -hmm. role yeah that tiny little thing with his yeah he he was so believable it was just a little thing you know um but you know i love to seeing comedians in so, but, so um, what's
1: happening with Louis C.K.? You know, he had that that scandal thing and, and he, well, he kinda disappeared from radar, at least from me, from watching television and I was like, what? You know, yeah, watching his show. Louis. Also a good actor. He was great in the, was it American Hustle or whatever that was? And- I,
2: think, I think to me, like, I'm going to say this and this is, you know, probably the, you know, I'll probably be uh, raked over the coals for saying it, but <laughs> You know, it seems to me that just like um, just in the judicial system, you know, there's certain things where there's punishments for them, you know. So, in other words, if you steal money from somebody, there's this is what it is, this is what this is the amount of time you can go to jail for, this is the least amount of time. And this is the most amount of time and this is how you can get out for good behavior. And, and if you do something really horrible, let's say like you, God forbid, you know, physically attack a woman or whatever, then you could go away for as much as 25 years and with good behavior, you're going to be this and what. And so I don't understand why there's not some kind of like, governing body in the entertainment business that can determine, you know, okay, uh, this is what you did. Uh, you made a mistake. And so what's going to happen now in your company, it's understood that, um, in this, in our business, you're not going to work for the next three years. You are not allowed to take money from a film or television project in the next three years. But after that, um, you're free to come back and we welcome you back with open arms and no one can try to cancel you because you're coming back. You did your time and you know, and then, but there's nothing like that. that, So somebody like, and again, please know uh, to everybody listening to your podcast, obviously I don't endorse any man or woman diddling themselves in a dressing room in front of two unassuming people. But what I want to say is this. Why is it that after. I do Matt, but go ahead. Why is it that after five years, this guy's in fucking exile?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. And
2: meanwhile, they're making a show about Michael Jackson that's already sold out Broadway, and every song of Michael Jackson's is on the radio all over the world, and the estate is making all this money, and somebody identified his penis. On a lineup yeah and 13 years old or 14 years old i just want to know like i'm not saying that what michael jackson did was right or he's guilty he's not i'm just saying yeah, no, shouldn't, there, shouldn't there be a governing body that just says okay your music is coming off for five years because of what you do you can't you can't right. make money off that music for five years because we've determined that you're guilty of this, we're not really sure. But after five years, it can go back out there, and people can make you can make money off of. It. You know, I'm just I, saying, why isn't there a governing body for things that go be, wrong in the Absolutely. You know what?
1: I felt I felt bad. Like um, my first of all, I think Americans don't understand the art of comedy and stand up comedy, that it's a that you can do most anything, and if you don't like them, then don't come back. But it's a f- really free form of of performing. And when Michael Richards, you know, got up and said the N word many times, and, yeah. and you know, like Lenny Bruce used to do that, and you know, and and he was yeah, like,
2: look at well, look at what Michael Richards did. Now again, uh, I used to represent Michael Richards. Michael Richards, you know, when that happened it came out of his mouth in anger and he was in the moment, the racism came out of his mouth. Was it
1: like racism or was he just trying to be far out?
2: You know? No, no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying like, you know, how, when you get some, you hit your, you hit your thumb with the hammer and you say, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, God, right. fuck mother. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, so I think it was just that moment where, you know, he, you know, when, Michael's a a phenomenal, like, actor, performer kind of guy in the moment. So when something messes with that, it's like getting hit in the thumb with a hammer. And so he just, you know, it just erupted. something, Something came out. But I'm glad you mentioned him. So, like, why is it that, so he happens to say it one night, one moment of his life. You know, one moment of his entire life, and the guy never works again. Meanwhile, Joe Rogan has a tape that's out where 20 times he's saying the word, and he's okay. I'm not saying that Joe Rogan shouldn't be on still or that Michael Richards should be on or should be on. What I'm saying is, shouldn't there be Absolutely. a uniform governing body that just yeah. says, this is the way it is. Because, this is it. It's what, it. This is what we found. This is the way it is. And money rules,
0: you, know, you know, with the Michael Jackson, you know, Jackson thing. You know,
2: in the NFL, like, what do you think? Alvin Kamara, he punched that guy, you know, eight times on the floor in the video camera caught it what do you think he's going to go back to the league he's no roger goodell is going to look at it and say okay what have we done in the past with ray lewis or whatever that guy's name was who oh, hit yeah. the girl in the elevator and what are we going to do okay we suspended him how long was it <laughs> games? okay that's the standard okay alvin kamara you're suspended four or eight games uh what did we charge him what was it? Two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> okay, well, two hundred fifty thousand for him. There's like a kind of like a, a thing, and and so I, I know this podcast wasn't about cancellation yeah. oh, no, Whatever culture we want to talk
0: about now it's all free form we just like to go that's great no it's this the money generates that thing you know spotify is making millions off of joe rogan the, the michael broadway is making millions off of the michael jackson thing and maybe nobody's making millions
2: off of michael richard so it, it's like you know they all well, go I, I just think there, there's something you know i i just feel like there should be something uniform because yeah. i feel bad like you know you know, I'm, I am no dog in this fight, but, you know, it's like Aziz Ansari, one girl says that he yeah. was a little rough or did he did something one night of his life. One person says that he got a little frisky or she didn't like it, and and his whole career has to be altered and he's got to worry about things and he's got to...
1: But he came like, back, he had a Netflix special where he talked about it, about a year later. I, 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 I
2: know, I'm just saying, like, and he handled it really well i thought it's like can you imagine don rickles in this society <laughs> yeah, yeah, i
0: know no i agree oh my god he'd be on an apology tour for the rest of his life don rickles. he'd
2: never be he'd never be able to work again he imagine buddy hackett they'd never be able to work again
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's a whole different world all those guys the rat pack so um too, so much to. Do. Well, just one more. Dane, yeah. whatever happened. Dane Cook was the biggest, hottest. Oh, mention him too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, it, where, is he still working, or is he just uh, retired and living in the Himalayas somewhere? I mean, where did where,
2: where did he go? I think you know, it's it's, you know, that would be like asking, making a list of a hundred actors and actresses and saying like, where did Johnny Depp go? Yeah, well, you know, of the France. <laughs> it's hard, you know, it's hard always to like be able. Where did Monique go? You mm-hmm. know, she won an Academy Award. You know, like it's hard to. Sure. It's how many people can stay like. In the realm of the top for that long. It's yeah, yeah. Really, really hard. There's a lot of people coming in and out of the business, a lot of shiny objects. Maybe he had different interests. I, in oh him. no, I
0: I admire him if he just cashed out and
2: or walked away from it. Well oh, really? no, he oh, still he still works hard and uh does stand-up shows and he did a tour. What I, I have about him.
1: I love Dan Dan Cook. I thought he was hilarious. I thought um, we—I used to watch him, and he's out in the audience. With took off his shirt, and he's humping some like <laughs> a chair, like some person. I thought that was so outrageous. That stuff makes me laugh. But then in the movie *Step Brothers* with Will Ferrell and um, uh, uh, Adam Scott and uh, John C. Riley, there's a scene where Adam's. Scott, who's kind of a jerk, a douchebag, says, <laughs> like, yells to his wife, like, hey, we got to get back and, you know, record Dane Cook. And it made it look like Dane Cook's, like, like bat, comedian that only douchebags oh. like. And I've heard that before in sitcoms where they make fun of Dane Cook's he be- he popularity. A and I don't understand, and I don't know why. Maybe I'm a douchebag too. I mean, I thought he, I thought he was funny. I thought he was hilarious.
2: You always want to take down people who are on top. Look what they do to Chappelle with the LBGQ, oh yeah, plus thing. You know, look at what happens with Joe Rogan. Yeah, everybody wants to try to take down. the tall poppy syndrome, and you know Louis C.K. did a great job. In helping take down Ding Cook, and then the world kind of did a great job of taking down Louis C. K. And... Is that, who's making that noise? Is that me. That's over. That's okay. me. Hang on one second. Just press pause. I'll be right back.
0: Okay. We in, just as a little interlude, do you remember any of the jokes you told as a stand-up? Many of them don't make me. Oh, just one, please. Just one. Uh, let's see.
2: <clears throat> Hi, everybody. My name is Barry Katz. Uh, Barry, sorry, laughing. Hilarious. hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry,
1: <laughs>
2: stop. You're killing me.
0: <laughs> you're killing me.
2: If only I had more audiences like, like you, Mike Trump. Walk off the stage. Let's see. <laughs> My name is Barry Katz. Uh, Barry is a uh. Hebrew word uh meaning circumcision uh <laughs> cats is a German word means botched <laughs> I think that was my first one my that's, first that's
0: great joke. clearly
2: yeah. I'm doing clearly I'm doing uh penis uh, uh circumcision jokes and I'm commenting on Ab- Ali Beal obviously I have problems <laughs> I could have used my own advice back then yeah that's all
0: right yeah uh, no that's great what trace trace had a another follow-up what?
2: oh well i've am gonna give I've, him the floor all right could you ask a question once in a while you're gonna give it all to him <laughs> no i'm kidding this is Are a we, lame you, question you, but i, I... When, when we sign off on this podcast uh uh yesterday um could you just uh play a little guitar for me to close out the show when, when oh I really
0: oh Trace, well, yeah yes Sure. Yeah. He can, and he can say, really? no, he's a singer, a singer, yeah. songwriter. Yeah.
2: I want, you to, I want you to like improvise a little ditty uh, as we close off. You the play show. Play him out. Yeah. Play out, play Barry out
0: of the podcast. You <laughs> can do it. Um,
2: you have anything you want to ask me first before you play me out? Let me say something while I'm plugging
0: in. Okay. I muted him first. It's like
2: the timing <laughs> of a furnace. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so what I wanted to share—don't keep that guitar on you. Don't lose it. Just keep that on because you're gonna use that the improvisal song for me at the end. But, but so you talk about getting spots, like okay, like so, like when you made your first piece, man. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I gotta edit everything out here with the dog. Whatever. <laughs> uh, um, when you edit, when you did your first piece, okay. So, what happened? Well, what happened? Well, actually,
0: Tr- Trace was an artist before I was. He was 13 years old and was doing these paintings, and my father's it brought I him guess, into an art show. But my away. first piece was in a men's clothing store window in our town. Okay, but how long before you sold it?
2: Oh, years, you know, yeah. I mean, many years. What, what, what about Trace? How long before you sold your first piece? It was probably like within a couple of months.
0: Yeah, he he was much more successful. So
2: that's that's the example of how it is. But if you want to get into a club, like, look, if if you want somebody, like if you want Georgiana Walken as a guest, and I were to tell you both, honestly, I were to say to you, listen, if you don't get Georgiana Walken on your show as a guest, by may 1st okay every family member and friend that you have you're never going to see them again (laughs) you will have her on the show so if a comedian wants to get on at the comedy cellar or the comedy store Mm. you can figure out a way to get on if you really are persistent the question is after you get on are you going to blow them away enough to get on again
0: right yeah you gotta be yeah the hunger you gotta have the hunger um yeah well we got you on i mean i don't know what we did what was the magic for that
2: but you did what you (laughs) called me what you did was you called me and you said hey listen uh we got this podcast tonight right now i'm like i don't have it in my schedule oh well you could you do it anyway for us
0: yeah yeah
2: you, okay you, I, I i guess i will
0: yeah you you fell for our scam that's what we do to all the guests <laughs>
2: it's so incredible i i am actually planning my vacation to redding connecticut
0: uh, <laughs> yeah you should have you have you ever been out here did you ever come to connecticut to, uh, to the tree house or any of those
2: yeah well i'm from long meadow massachusetts and wow. i so I, i've always spent a lot of time in connecticut my cousin lives in um Oh, um, he owns Waterside uh, Aircraft. Um, so he lives in Killingsworth. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've I've done that trip down that ninety-five uh, many many times and up ninety-one and um, yeah, the corridor. So mm-hmm. I love it. So um, uh, all right, big finish.
1: Big finish. That was all out of tune. My snark does not work.
2: That's okay. So now Trace, I'm going to ask you to. I'm gonna ask you to write a little improvisational song here that describes we went through we today.
1: Went, okay.
2: Oh,
1: Barry Katz was on our show tonight. Yeah, he wore a blue jacket and some kind of shirt. If you ask me the color, I'd say black. Well, he talked on the phone And he talked to his kid Or something, maybe ordered food Or went on a sled I don't know what I'm saying Cause I'm half in the bag So, Mary, let But add a tag to the song About Barry Cats He loves comedy And he hates cats <laughs> Have claws and whiskers, um,
2: I guess. Ex- <laughs> Excellent. Wow, Trace, I'm going to remember that song until tomorrow morning. Thank you
1: so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be like, you know, like have my mind <laughs> removed so I never <laughs> ever like... again ever.
2: <laughs> no, I loved it. And I love talking to you guys. And I just want to, if I can, uh, I just want to say for anybody listening who you know, is a young comedian or a writer or to write anything in the business. I do this thing called the blueprint uh, in my spare time, which I try to do everything I can to, to help uh, artists. Uh, I also have the podcast industry standard. So you just go to berrycats.com, oh, find anything having to do with it. And if there's something moves, you just uh, reach out to me. Uh, and on Instagram or Twitter, I'm at, at Barry Cats, and I really enjoyed you guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I came on the show with uh, clearly violent anger towards both of you, but then I, <laughs> and I, right. I, so, I, feel, I feel so much better now. Like, like I've gone through therapy. Well uh, deserved. Yeah. And it's fantastic. I'm actually going to move into a place where there's half a wall. Uh, <laughs> and we're gonna move into a van down near the river <laughs> it looks, i mean it really i feel like i'm like you know one of the brady bunch's bedrooms you know it's like it's got that whenever yeah. let me tell you something everybody whenever you have a space that you're living in in your house where the wall ends the <laughs> foot above the floor it's <laughs> gone awry i just want to let you know no um, <laughs>
1: to um no, no i don't want to get in trouble with my landlord send
0: this to christopher walken yeah,
1: right.
2: Well, all right uh you know man. thank you so much Thanks and uh i'm going to start a new podcast with you entitled landlord so yeah I- yeah. yeah please have us on anytime thank you what yeah. a pleasure guys i really enjoyed you guys tremendously trace i'm just fucking with you you're a cool cat very talented thanks i love your place and i i can't wait for my my uh copy of uh, oh, uh ali, ali brings uh artwork that uh, you're gonna send to me yeah somewhere. okay
0: yeah
2: absolutely
0: thank you guys
2: thank you Much thanks.
0: So